Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. These days, we literally live on the cyberspace. What that means is that it has to be a space that is regulated, else we are in danger. Even when regulation is introduced, so many people are falling victim to all sorts of scams in the cyber world. This afternoon, we will help you here on the law, which is your legal light and your help law on how to watch out and what exactly is the authority doing to see to your interests. I'm Samson Ladia Nyanini. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the law. It's your legal lights. It's your health law. Starting October 1, certain things will happen within the cyber uh, space. If you are a cyber security service provider, cyber security establishment, cyber security professional, you must keep your dials here. And we must also pay attention so we know how we are affected or what happens after the 1st of October. Discussing regulating cybersecurity. 
cybersecurity authority cracks the whip for safety. Joining me in the studio are Jennifer Mensah, who is lead legal and compliance of the authority, and Benjamin Ofori, who is also an officer in the authority. Lady and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the law. Good afternoon. Great. So, even before we get into what I clearly have put people on some tenterhooks about, and they are wondering, what is it, 1st October, what's going to happen? Let's begin to appreciate. When we say the cyberspace and the question of regulating it, literally, what are we dealing with? What are we talking about? Um, so basically, when we talk about the cybersecurity space, um, you know, um, we live today in a digital age, which is characterized by the usage of computer system, electronic um, devices. We use the internet. There are billions and billions of devices connected to the internet. And um, basically, even if you think about Ghana's socioeconomic development, is underpinned by digital technologies. And that basically forms um, the cyberspace. And this digital age brings a lot of opportunities to mankind Mm. in terms of um, there is improvement in our social life. People are able to connect with each other, communicate with each other across borders. You send your mobile phones and electronic devices. That's right. It has brought a lot of, you know, um, generated a lot of wealth for the world's economy and, and Ghana as well. And given another platform for people to actually enjoy their human rights, rights to information, freedom of expression, and so forth and so on. But like every new innovation, it also, um, every new innovation we know comes with its own kinds of risk. That's right. And the cyberspace also comes with its own, you know, kinds of risk, cyber threats, you know, because there are malicious people out there who would want to, you know, take advantage of this new technology that we are enjoying. And so, although we have the opportunities, cybercrime is also on the rise. That's right. And it's very important that the space and the technology is secured for us to harness the benefits that it brings. And that is where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in here to, you know, regulate the cybersecurity space, prevent and manage and respond to cybersecurity um, incidents and cybersecurity threats so that businesses, children, public institutions, Ghana can enjoy the benefits that the digital age brings. Thank you very much. And that's elaborate. And if you have followed us here on the law, we have taken you through the various threats on the cyberspace and what to look for, particularly the scams and the fraud that uh, goes on there. Uh, These days, people are able to clone all sorts of uh, things. You are buying and you're using just your mobile phone. You're doing a lot of things just on your mobile phone or your tablet. You want to make sure it's secured. So when we say cybersecurity, Ben, what exactly are we talking about and why should I be concerned? Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, Samson, for first of all having us in your studios today. We're excited to be here. Um, when we say cyber security, um, it sounds a big technical term. You're right. Um, but to de demystify that term, I would say it's just being aware of how your phone is protected or how you as an individual uh, should be very careful in using digital devices. Right. Uh, because, and to maybe dovetail a little bit into Jennifer's answer, um, the cyberspace starts from your phone. Mm -hmm. It starts from the tablet you use in the house. Uh, it starts from the baby monitor that you can connect to the internet. It starts from nowadays your TV and fridges that you know, has the internet connections. That's right. And everything in between, all the way to the telco tower. Mm -hmm. uh, so the security that revolves around these devices, technology, and the waves, and all of that is, is what we're talking about here. Right. But that requires that our government is keeping a keen eye on, on this by regulating this space, and that's where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in. Right. And we had the, the boss of the Cybersecurity Authority on the show, uh, particularly right after the the law that establishes the Cybersecurity Authority and that seeks to provide a lot of protection for all of us was passed into law. Uh, we had him here and we discussed quite a bit in respect of the Cybersecurity Act 2020. Um, but what would you tell our audience is your mandate as a Cybersecurity Authority? What's your mandate? What do you do? And what's, once again, how does that concern me? Right. <laughs> so um, basically, as um, rightfully said, mm. um, we passed the law in 2020, right. an act of parliament, the Cybersecurity Act, which establishes the Cybersecurity Authority right. and confers on the authority the mandates to regulate cybersecurity activities and to promote the development of cybersecurity in this country. Now, if you move into Section 3 of the Act, it throws more light on what exactly this means by spelling out what the cybersecurity needs to do in order to regulate cybersecurity activities. Mm -hmm. One of the things the Cybersecurity Authority needs to do is to prevent, manage, and respond to cybersecurity incidents and cybersecurity threats. As explained earlier, we live in the digital age, and to harness the benefits, we have to secure um, Ghana's digital transformation and make the digital economy much more um, resilient. And the cybersecurity, you know, steps in here so that it comes up with measures to prevent cybersecurity incidents from occurring. And if those cybersecurity incidents should even occur, the cybersecurity authority coordinates response to those cybersecurity incidents and working with various, you know, stakeholders. Mm. Um, there have been many times we have, uh, we have seen circulars mm -hmm. released from the Cybersecurity Authority. We can call them alerts. Mm -hmm. And that seeks to educate us about, you know, some, some scam, some security threat mm -hmm. that we all have to pay attention to. Uh, what we should not give in to uh, if people send us certain emails or they send us certain WhatsApp messages. 
you actually issued one very recently, right? There are many we issued, so maybe <laughs> specifically which, right. which one, yeah. Um, so I was just going to get to this, this particular one. I'll bring okay. it up, sure. and then we'll look at it. But okay. what is this that is going to happen from the 1st of October that we should all be concerned about, beginning with you, Jennifer? Sure. Yes. So as part of the mandate of the Cybersecurity Authority, the Cybersecurity Authority is responsible for regulating cybersecurity service providers and cybersecurity professionals. And if you look into the act again, the functions of the authority, um, the cybersecurity authority is responsible for issuing out licenses for the provision of cybersecurity services, mm. developing standards for the provision of cybersecurity services, and developing and maintaining a national register of licensed and accredited persons um, who perform cybersecurity activities. And therefore, in line with its mandates, the Cybersecurity Authority commends the licensing and accreditation um, regime on the 1st of March and calling for persons who are providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority because Section 49 mandates any person who is providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority. And therefore, we had to give some you know, grace period from the 1st of March till 30th of September, calling all cybersecurity service providers to come and regularize their, their, their operations. They need to come and obtain their license so that they are in compliance with the law. And so the grace period is, you know, ends on the 30th of September. So from the 1st of October, your question is what was going to happen? Right. From the 1st of October, we'll start enforcing the law. Mm. Section 49.2 says if you do not have a license and you are providing cybersecurity services, you are liable to pay administrative penalties to the authority. And so from 1st of October, we shall be, you know... Um, means is that it has to be a space that is regulated else we are in danger even when regulation is introduced so many people are falling victim to all sorts of scams in the cyber world this afternoon we will help you here on the law which is your legal light and your help law on how to watch out and what exactly is the authority doing to see to your interests. I'm Samson Ladia Nyanini. 
We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the law. It's your legal lights. It's your health law. Starting October 1, certain things will happen within the cyber uh, space. If you are a cyber security service provider, cyber security establishment, cyber security professional, you must keep your dials here. And we must also pay attention so we know how we are affected or what happens after the 1st of October. Discussing regulating cybersecurity. Cybersecurity authority cracks the whip for safety. Joining me in the studio are Jennifer Mensah, who is lead legal and compliance of the authority, and Benjamin Ofori, who is also an officer in the authority. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the law. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great. So, even before we get into what I clearly have put people on some tenterhooks about, and they're wondering, what is it, 1st October, what's going to happen? Let's begin to appreciate when we say the cyberspace and the question of regulating it, literally, what are we dealing with? What are we talking about? Um, so basically, when we talk about the cybersecurity space, um, you know, um, we live today in a digital age. Right. which is characterized by the usage of computer system, electronic um, devices. Right. We use the Internet. There are billions and billions of devices connected mm -hmm. to the Internet. Right. And um, basically, even if you think about Ghana's socioeconomic development, it's underpinned by digital technologies. And that basically forms um, the cyberspace. And this digital age brings a lot of opportunities to mankind mm. in terms of um, there is improvement in our social life. People are able to connect with each other, communicate with each other across borders. Using their mobile phones and electronic devices, That's right. it has brought a lot of, you know, um, generated a lot of wealth for the world's economy. And, and Ghana as well, and given another platform for people to actually enjoy their human rights, rights to information, freedom of expression, and so forth and so on. But like every new innovation, it also, um, every new innovation we know comes with its own kinds of risk. That's right. And the cyberspace also comes with its own, you know, kinds of risk, cyber threats, you know, because there are malicious people out there who would want to, you know, take advantage of this new technology that we are enjoying. And so, although we have the opportunities, cybercrime is also on the rise. That's right. And it's very important 
that the space and the technology is secured for us to harness the benefits that it brings. And that is where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in here to, you know, regulate the cybersecurity space, prevent and manage and respond to cybersecurity um, incidents and cybersecurity threats so that businesses, children, public institutions, Ghana can enjoy the benefits that the digital age brings. Thank you very much. And that's elaborate. And if you have followed us here on the law, we have taken you through the various threats on the cyberspace and what to look for, particularly the scams and the fraud that uh, goes on there. Uh, these days, people are able to clone all sorts of uh, things. You are buying and you're using just your mobile phone. You're doing a lot of things just on your mobile phone or your tablet. You want to make sure it's secured. So when we say cybersecurity, Ben, what exactly are we talking about and why should I be concerned? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Samson, for first of all having us in your studios today. We're excited to be here. Um, when we say cybersecurity, um, it sounds a big technical term. You're right. Um, but to de- demystify the term, I would say it's just being aware of how your phone is protected or how you as an individual uh, should be very careful in using digital devices. Right. Uh, because, and to maybe dovetail a little bit into Jennifer's answer, um, the cyberspace starts from your phone. Hmm? It starts from the tablet you use in the house. Uh, it starts from the baby monitor that you can connect to the internet. It starts from nowadays your TV and fridges that you know has the internet connections. That's right. And everything in between, all the way to the telco tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to a hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at robinhood.com/slash/boost-by-tax-day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Well, the security that revolves around these devices, technology, and the waves and all of that is, is what we're talking about here. Right. But that requires that our government is keeping a keen eye on, on this by regulating this space, and that's where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in. Right. And we had the, the boss of the Cybersecurity Authority on the show, uh, particularly right after the, the law that establishes the Cybersecurity Authority and that seeks to provide a lot of protection for all of us was passed into law. Uh, we had him here and we discussed quite a bit in respect of the Cybersecurity Act 2020. Um, but... What would you tell our audience is your mandate as a cybersecurity authority? What's your mandate? What do you do? And what's, once again, how does that concern me? 
So um, basically, as um, rightfully said, mm. um, we passed the law in 2020, right. an act of parliament, the Cybersecurity Act, which establishes the Cybersecurity Authority right. and confers on the authority the mandates to regulate cybersecurity activities and to promote the development of cybersecurity in this country. Now, if you move into Section 3 of the Act, it throws more light on what exactly this means by spelling out what the cybersecurity needs to do in order to regulate cybersecurity activities. Mm -hmm. One of the things the Cybersecurity Authority needs to do is to prevent, manage, and respond to cybersecurity incidents and cybersecurity threats. As explained earlier, we live in the digital age, and to harness the benefits, we have to secure um, Ghana's digital transformation and make the digital economy much more um, resilient. And the cybersecurity, you know, steps in here so that it comes up with measures to prevent cybersecurity incidents from occurring. And if those cybersecurity incidents should even occur, the cybersecurity authority coordinates response to those cybersecurity incidents and working with various, you know, stakeholders. Mm. Um, there have been many times we have, uh, we have seen circulars mm -hmm. released from the cybersecurity authority. We can call them alerts. Mm -hmm. And that seeks to educate us about, you know, some, some scam, some security threat that we all have to pay attention to, uh, what we should not give in to, uh, if people send us certain emails or they send us certain WhatsApp messages, you actually issued one very recently, right? There are many we issued, so maybe <laughs> specifically which, right. which one, yeah. Um, so I was just going to get to this, this particular one. I'll okay. bring it up sure. and then we'll look at it. But okay. what is this that is going to happen from the 1st of October that we should all be concerned about? Beginning with you, Jennifer. Sure. Yes. So as part of the mandate of the Cybersecurity Authority, the Cybersecurity Authority is responsible for regulating cybersecurity service providers and cybersecurity professionals. And if you look into the Act again, the functions of the authority, um, the Cybersecurity Authority is responsible for issuing out licenses for the provision of cybersecurity services, yeah. developing standards for the provision of cybersecurity services and developing and maintaining a national register of licensed and accredited persons um, who perform cybersecurity activities. And therefore, in line with its mandates, the Cybersecurity Authority commends the licensing and accreditation um, regime on the 1st of March and calling for persons who are providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority because Section 49 mandates any person who is providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority. And therefore, we had to give some you know, grace period from the 1st of March till 30th of September, calling all cybersecurity service providers to come and regularize their, their, their operations. They need to come and obtain their license so that they are in compliance with the law. And so the grace period is, you know, ends on the 30th of September. So from the 1st of October, your question is what was going to happen? Right. From the 1st of October, we'll start enforcing the law. Mm. 
Section 49.2 says if you do not have a license and you are providing cybersecurity services, you are liable to pay administrative penalties to the authority. And so from 1st of October, we shall be, you know, um, from the 1st of, of October, we shall be imposing those administrative penalties on persons who are in violation of the law. Has the accreditation of cybersecurity professionals, establishments, and so on, has it begun? Yes. So how do I know it has begun and I have to make sure I'm compliant? How do I know? Right. So if, if I may come in, um, maybe from the first question you asked, um, besides the mandate that Madam Jennifer talked about, um, this cybersecurity thing we're talking about, uh, by its nature, is very intrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, intrusive in the sense that um, if you ask a service provider to come into your environment, say you're a company, mm-hmm. um, for them to come in and offer you services, um, because of the work that's happening, they have access to very sensitive information. Right. Um, and then if you ask, besides the organization, just a regular professional, mm-hmm. um, when they come in, they have access, again, to sensitive information. Personal data is revealed to these people by the way they act. Uh, so the authority, by its establishment, is mandated by the sections you talked about, 4K, 57, and 59, maybe, uh, to make sure that these service providers are licensed so that the people they have been bringing in to do the service, they're competent people. Uh, they have a certain solid credibility by some background check that you know, we help do in the registry or the database you just mentioned. Uh, so, I mean, just to yes. buttress that point there. Oh, also, to add on to what Seben said, there are actually you know, businesses and um, some public institutions who may not have the capability of determining who is a competent cybersecurity professional, who is a credible cybersecurity service provider. So that if the cybersecurity authority is able to produce that national register, okay. those businesses, small, medium, you know, you businesses, can easily check. They right. can just go on our website and they know who is credible, who is competent. Who can I trust with my environment? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, it's, it's perhaps like uh, the job of a lawyer. If I don't have a license, I don't have the opportunity to practice. Right. And if you don't have a license, you are quack. It's easy to find you out. Right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm coming back to you on the... We have, I have asked this, but we can look at it from a different perspective. What the state of the country's cybersecurity space without these regulations will be. But let's first begin to establish who are these stakeholders that you're seeking to regulate, as in a credit. Mm-hmm. When we say uh, cybersecurity professional, right. cybersecurity establishment, mm-hmm. who are we uh, talking about? But before we get to that, I, I, I was saying earlier, one of the alerts you issued, right. which, was, okay. um, which was on August uh, 22nd, right. uh, 22nd of August 2023, it came public alert from the Cybersecurity Authority, and it said, malicious data harvesting links uh, impersonating National Identification Authority. 
And this was useful to all of us, particularly people who needed their, uh, to do their registration for their uh, Ghana card right. and so on and so forth. But sometimes this is what you do mm-hmm. to put us on the, on the alert. And you told us that be cautious of links that are unsolicited, mm-hmm. even if they appear to come from someone you know. Verify with the sender before clicking on any link. Sometimes we easily fall for this. We don't verify. We, we just see there's a link that's popped up. Then we just click. And thankfully, you gave us a number of links mm-hmm. that, uh, we need, that were circulating, that we have to be careful about. They were circulating on WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, Telegram, among others. You said... Um, avoid clicking on links in suspicious or unexpected messages and emails. I'll tell you what. So this actually got me to be a lot more alert. Around the time I was getting some messages. And when I read this, it got me to relax when I see any such thing and not to be in a hurry to check what it was. Right. So back to my issue, who is a professional, yeah. who is the establishment, the stakeholders that you are seeking to regulate for our safety? Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. So uh, basically a cyber security service provider um, is a person licensed under the Act 1038 to provide cyber security services. And the Act defines a cyber security service to be a service provided for a reward primarily aimed at securing the cybersecurity of a computer system or computer network. So what this means is that any person who is providing some kind of service that seeks to protect computer systems, computer um, network, and is doing that on a commercial basis, Mm. taking reward, that is a cybersecurity service provider within the meaning of the law. If you check Section 97, the interpretation section, it explains it. And basically, a cybersecurity establishment is a facility within an organization that is primarily responsible for conducting cybercrime investigations and responding to cybersecurity incidents. So when you go to some organizations, you find that they have things called like security operations center, digital forensic laboratory. And these um, facilities are responsible for uh, maybe scanning the network, finding out are there any uh, weaknesses that we need to put measures, remediation measures in place to secure our environment, you know, that is the cybersecurity establishment. And those facilities are very, very important when it comes to securing Ghana's digital infrastructure. Okay. You know, and 59 of the acts indicates that such, you know, uh, facilities must have in place must, you know, have in place um, technology and processes in line with international best practice. Mm -hmm. And the authority must develop standards and ensure that such facilities are complying with those standards. Mm -hmm. Now, with the professionals, Mm -hmm. the law defines them to be persons accredited under the Act to provide cybersecurity professional Functions. Okay. So if you are performing cybersecurity mm-hmm. professional functions and you are accredited under the Act, you are a cybersecurity professional. Yeah. Ben, what would you like to add to that? Yes. When, how do I 
cybersecurity professional. Who is he? Who is yeah. he? I'm looking for who is she. <laughs> so, so that not long ago, right. we had a cybersecurity expert, right. so to speak, yeah. on the show, educating our audiences on how to avoid fraud. Right. So um, I would know that this person is accredited. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it could be as basic as a trainer, somebody who's given awareness, right? Uh, because most of the time these guys are well knowledgeable in technicalities. So that person should be able to even educate in simple terms the market person using their phone for normal transaction. All right. Right? And coming back to the link you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, if you're using your phones to do transaction online and you have to say you're asked you know, to use your national ID right. for certain sections, say you had a DVLA even, you know, to do something like that, mm-hmm. that link, you can fall for that link. But that trainer who is giving you that basic information should be able to tell you uh, these links are not right. Great. Uh, they're bad links. Mm-hmm. That's what some of the, the works that the cybersecurity authority mm-hmm. does, where our computer emergency response teams scan the whole echo space and release alerts like that um, when it comes to situations. And then you can have as high as the professional who is hired to come in by a licensed company, a professional who's accredited, right, mm-hmm. in this, in this mm-hmm. case, to come in and do compliance work for, say, a telco company or say a bank, uh, because to take it from a different angle, who some of the stakeholders we are engaging or these uh, licensing companies or accredited professionals are working for, Ghana went ahead and designated uh, almost 200 institutions or owners who are known as the critical information infrastructure owners by Section 35 of the Act, right? And these owners cut across 13 sectors of our economy. Mm. So to have somebody who is a professional to come in to do such work, they need to be accredited. That's right. And these are some of the professionals we're talking about, people who do uh, penetration testing. I'm trying to find the lowest <laughs> of the terms so people can understand this. <laughs> right. Um, but somebody who is coming to do just regular compliance checks mm-hmm. to make sure some controls that you have to put in place as an organization who provide critical services to the market seller those controls are well uh, implemented. Right. So it, it varies, but it could be as low as, as a trainer to hire somebody who does compliance checks in, in say, a telco company. If you are just joining us, this is the law. It's your legal light. It's your help law, and we are looking at regulating cybersecurity, the cybersecurity authority cracking the whip for safety. And we have here in the studio, Jennifer Mensah and Benjamin Ofori, all from the Cybersecurity Authority, helping us to appreciate what is going on and for you not to be left behind. So, the I I was in a hurry when I mentioned first of October. Right. So, as we speak, are we in that grace period? for the service providers and establishment and professionals to align with the regulations. Is that what, where we are? Yes. Okay. We're still in the grace period. And, and within this period, how are you making sure that somebody doesn't, you know, 
become a victim because they were not informed or something of the sort. Right. So one, one of the ways we're doing this is by public awareness. And our latest we release is, is one of those public awareness. That's we right. Uh, we do a lot of public engagements, capacity building, awareness creation. Um, they come on radios. Uh, there are three programs that some of our offices attend to, to try to explain um, to the ordinary man on the street. Uh, but March to September ending, uh, there's been a lot of activities going on. Um, we started with registration of these companies and these individuals or professionals alike. Um, I think the key activity is for if you identify yourself as a professional, is just start a registration. Um, this is a dynamic industry, mm. and the, the authority is, is, is known to collaborate a lot. So once they even set a timeline, uh, although it's, 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 it's etched, maybe not etched in stone, mm. but it's there, we, we expect that people comply, and then afterwards we'll, we'll know what to do. But we need to start building the eco space securely. And, uh, resiliently. Of course, the fear that of, uh, from the 1st of October you have no option but to find yourself in difficulty means that people will want to comply. Um, but I'm, I'm concerned about the reach. You know, it is said that ignorance of the law is no excuse. But once you are implementing something like this, there ought to be a situation where somebody doesn't get to suffer because you, you didn't make them aware. What is the registration process like? How easy is it? It's quite easy. Mm -hmm. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Yeah, so if, if one of the ways we, we, we're doing this is by publishing everything on our website. Uh, if you go to csa.gov.gh, uh, the information is all broken down for you. Uh, from the requirements. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Gathering to you, registering, and then we have our offices online mm. uh, that you can reach by phone, uh, by email, uh, and they will consistently attend to you. Um, but I think where there's been some uh, laudable efforts by the authority is where we do a lot of public engagements. You know, we, we're part of the security architecture of the country. That's right. So sometimes our work... Because the security has actually moved from right. the ground to yes. cyberspace. Yes. Yeah, so you guys have a lot of work to do. Yes, we, right. we, we mm. recognize that. Mm. But we, we are not noisy, right? Um, but we do those capacity building engagements. We like the face-to-face -face approach. Uh, there's been a lot of companies we've been speaking to, especially 
these CI owners I was telling you about, uh, we go to their offices, we do online engagements, just because they are the ones who need the professionals the most. Right. Because uh, to break it in simpler terms, um, somebody who needs to do that pen testing, that intrusive work for a telco is needed there to check to make sure that that control is indeed put in place so that the person at the bottom See that cocoa seller using the momo mm-hmm. to right. transaction right. is protected. So there's a trickling down effect that's uh, right. when it comes to the benefit, mm-hmm. and and that's why we focus right at the top, all the way to the bottom. So you say it's easy. One can simply check on csa.gov.gh, and they'll see the portfolio. What is required to go through the registration process. Um, Yes, Jennifer wanted to say something. Yeah, to add to what um, Sir Benjamin said, actually in our media and stakeholder engagement, we take the stakeholders through the requirements. Mm -hmm. We have guidelines for licensing cyber security service providers, accrediting cyber security establishments and accrediting cyber security professionals. So we've engaged even cyber security professional bodies, cyber security service providers, industry regulators and we sit down and walk them through the requirements in the guidelines and they have the opportunity to also ask questions now even prior to the first of march building this you know license and accreditation regime we have involved industry players at the onset we actually established a committee that had representation from cybersecurity service providers, cybersecurity professional bodies, academia, who contributed to what is really should be the requirements that you know prospective cybersecurity service providers, professionals, and establishments need to satisfy in order to obtain a license or accreditation. Mm. When we got the first draft, we held a public consultation that had a cross-section of industry players, academia, law firms, Mm. businesses, public institutions. We had over 90 people in attendance, and that was actually also broadcasted on various media channels where we sought inputs into the guidelines. Mm. And from the 1st of March, as we started rolling out, we've had these media and stakeholder engagements explaining the requirements to the stakeholders. Thank you very much. If you're still here with us, we are engaging the officers from the Cybersecurity Authority, helping us to appreciate the regime of, if you call it licensing accreditation, of professionals, establishment, and uh, there's the one other, you see? Service providers. Service providers, right, and professionals, so that you are sure you are setting that those who are attending to your cybersecurity needs have the requisite um, accreditation to do so. And we'll be opening the phone lines as we always do because this show is about and for you. This is the law. It's your legal light. It's your help law. So from the 1st of October... If someone is seen to be not compliant, they come under sanctions. You refer to the specific provisions. Is there a potential of some, you know, 
<laughs> pardoning from that point, at least, or we should get there before. Yeah. Um, and thank you for saying that. Mm. I, I think we should get there before. Right. But, but if you look at the engagements we've been doing, right, one of the things we haven't been able to uh, publish yet is the fees and charges All right. uh, for the licensing and accreditation. Mm. Uh, the authority is working with Parliament. Uh, it's a process that's undergoing uh, to be able to finally release the fees and charges. So... The provisional period is where we, we, we're in now, um, up until uh, the end of September. Uh, so people who are registering and getting accredited and being issued licenses, uh, especially the companies, um, because the fees are not there yet, it will be hard for us or for our legals to, to come in and say, hey, you're not in compliance, so we, we, we're holding you. But again, we're not making that decision here. Right. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the, the, the right thing and the best thing to get ready. Right. You don't have to wait. Right. Our normal attitude. Yeah. Yes. We, we are always caught by time. And then we're pleading, can we have an extension? Right. So what would you say to those who need to comply now? You need to comply now <laughs> because it is you know, an obligation in the law. And I would want to uh, encourage everybody to take opportunity of this grace period and apply for the license and the accreditation. Otherwise, come first, um, you know, October, we're going to impose administrative penalties. Also, we're going to put on our website the persons who have been licensed and accredited. And a caution will go to the general public to refrain from people who are unaccredited or unlicensed because you can't trust their oppressions. It's actually unwise for anybody to want to deal with yeah. uh, any person or entity within such a sensitive you know, industry right. and they are not accredited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, so that's, that's, that's okay. sort of the, the caution to you. And I think all of us should be aware of this. It's clearly not in your interest to do such a thing. Therefore, from the 1st of October, we are going to see the register up. Is that going to happen? That's going to happen. Um, I think it's important. Let me bring another angle to this, right? Um, Ghana, in 2017, uh, entered into a ranking and assessment system by the International Telecommunications Union where it measures or assesses a country's readiness for cybersecurity. At the time, Ghana was ranked uh, 43rd uh, in, in, no, actually, Ghana was ranked 10th in Africa uh, and 87th in the world by a score of 32.6%, something like that. Uh, three years onwards, Ghana moved from 10th in Africa to 3rd uh, behind uh, Mauritius and Tanzania, and then 87 to 43 in the world, uh, with a score of 86.9%, something like that. So you can see the progress Ghana is making because we're, we're in a digitalized economy, right? But the, the baby steps that authority has been taking uh, is drawing international attention because this, this cybersecurity thing we're talking about is a global commodity. That's right. Right? So there are huge benefits to these accredited professionals yes. 
uh, these licensed companies. That's where I was going to go to now. Right. So let us know, okay. even though those who are in the field ought to be familiar with this, right. what are the benefits? Yeah. What do I lose? First of all, I know what you lose, but right. what do I lose? What are the benefits? Yes. Maybe, Madam Jennifer, you can start with this. Well, yeah. the benefits that comes with the licensing and accreditation regime, I believe every cybersecurity service provider would wish to have, you know, their business progress. And so when, once we put up that national register, it gives visibility right. to cybersecurity service providers, cybersecurity professionals, cybersecurity establishments. When people want to procure services of cybersecurity service providers, they get on the website of the cybersecurity authority. They see who is licensed. Mm -hmm. And that will actually, you know, open, you know, business opportunities job opportunities for the cybersecurity professionals right. once we have the national register up. Also, the cybersecurity authority plans to, you know, um, engage what we call the independent assessors. Once you are an accredited cybersecurity uh, professional, the cybersecurity authority shall engage, you know, such professionals in supporting the, the work of the cybersecurity authority. So for example, if we have to conduct some monitoring and compliance exercise, we can reach out into a pool of accredited cybersecurity professionals and engage them to provide you know, that support. And that goes to you know, build the cybersecurity workforce and, and you know, help progress the, the profession of cybersecurity right. uh, professionals. Yeah. And if um, I may buttress that point, uh, talking about the workforce, uh, you know, lawyers and doctors and Mr. Sampson, you, you know, you cannot be paid below a certain rate, right? Correct. Uh, because the industry is not regulated, mm -hmm. um, people do all jobs here and there, right? And sometimes they're underpaid. Mm. Uh, but if these regulations are rolled out and we've accredited professionals, they're going to be respected in that form. They'll be paid well. I think that's very important. Because one of the silent um, issues that's going on that nobody's seeing now, you know, you hear of nurses go out of the country. Mm -hmm. But our cybersecurity professionals who are even helping themselves develop themselves, they are being encroached and pushed away mm -hmm. uh, in the Western world. Mm -hmm. So if there's a certain balance of fees and charges as to how much a professional should be paid, mm -hmm. it might help stand the tide. Uh, to, to be able to retain some professionals in the country uh, who can provide these protective services to our critical information infrastructure and things alike. Thank you very much. And as uh, we do always, it's now time for us to open the phone line so that you can join us, particularly you, the professionals, practitioners. Um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a professional practitioner. If you need the cybersecurity authority officials to um, answer or respond uh, react to anything that is on your mind or explain anything that you want explanation to please call us now the phone lines are activated now and this is the law it's your legal lights it is your health law and we're engaging the officers of the cyber security authority of ghana jennifer mensa who is lead uh, legal and compliance, and Benjamin Ofori as well. So you can join us now and share your views with us. The, there's, um, the release that you, you issued um, earlier, 
and I want to see if I can share it with the public and they can also, uh, this was in March 1, right. 2023, in respect of this matter, and it was titled, Cyber Security Authority Begins the Implementation of Licensing and Accreditation Today, March 1, 2023. This is how far uh, it goes, when it started. And then you mentioned the consequences of non-compliance. You said, cyber security service providers who engage in the business of providing cyber security services without a requisite license after September 30, 2023, shall be in contravention of the Cyber Security Act 2020, Act 1038, and shall be liable to pay administrative penalties. However, a cyber security provider, service provider, who applies for a license by September 30 may continue to provide its service until a decision on the application <clears throat> has been made by the Cyber Security Authority. A license or accreditation granted is valid for two years from the date of issuance as provided for in Section 53.1, Subsection 1 of the Act. Two years. What informs that? Why is the regime or the period for the license or accreditation two years? <laughs> um, I, I think the drafters of the law uh, found it plausible to give that time frame um, because of the, the nature of the whole work. Um, and maybe I, I can delve much so much into it. But you hold on. Let's uh, hear Prince before. Hello, Prince. Hello. Good afternoon. Let's hear you. Good afternoon. My name is Prince We are moving in a new direction, moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 